0: (laughs) Presence as we continue our audacious discussions of uh, uh, of a very extraordinary event in the um, in the intimate circle of Bhagavan Sri Krishna's friends that that by His grace Brahma was able to enter and be uh, educated. Uh, therein. And so through the grace of Brahma, who is the founder of our Sampradaya, we're getting an education as well on many important uh, points that we discussed this morning, drawn from the first verse of his prayers, that follow the education that was given to him by Krishna, who is his guru, hmm? and, uh, uh, through through example, I guess you could say. Krishna taught him by example <laughs> rather than by precept. Again, we come to that, that point. Example speaks louder than precept. <clears throat> he showed him in a very extraordinary way. Krishna's to Bhagavan so um, But Krishna's the fountainhead of divinity, a point he hadn't realized yet, even though he had been initiated by Krishna hmm, at the dawn of creation. And I, I went into this to some extent. We. We learned something from it. Um, very important point for us. It's uh, central to this this chapter, and uh, uh, it was it's indirectly brought out in this uh, first verse, whereas it's more directly brought out later on, um, a little further into the uh, into the chapter of Brahma's prayers, which follow the lila uh, that is termed the Brahma Vimohana lila, the very the bewilderment of the founder, Acharya, of our Sampradaya. (laughs) This is a curious idea that uh, was addressed by Pujapada Sridhar in his own discourse um, that was published um, in a book, I think, entitled Loving Search for the Lost Servant. So one of the chapters uh, uh, represents his his discourse, spontaneous discourse uh, to us on... um, um, the uh, position of Brahma as the founder of Acharya and the fact of his bewilderment that is related in the Bhagavatam, an and, and incident that uh, other f- followers of the brahma Sampradaya can't uh, quite digest, was his opinion, couldn't quite digest. How could the founder Acharya of our Sampradaya? it's called the brahma madhva Gaudiya. Sampradaya. so brahma is the founder right founder acharya <laughs> and uh and uh, <laughs> uh, and i say other followers of the brahma sampradaya we say brahma madhva goodya sampradaya but that's a very generous uh, statement that means to say that we we accept we acknowledge we honor the um, article of faith that is so uh, central to the Madhva Sampradaya. Madhva Sampradaya is a different lineage. Sampradaya means a, a lineage, a family, a community. Is that your dog? Looking good, yeah. <laughs> What's his name, her name? Turbo. Gerbo? Turbo? Turbo. Turbo, okay, let's be quick. <laughs> oh, well, everyone's welcome. Where's yours? In the van. Oh. Yes. Bad girl. Okay. So, (laughs) at any rate, the the article of faith that is central to the Madhva's Sampradaya is that Madhva, who is initiated in an Advaitin lineage, a Mayavad lineage, left the lineage and somehow traveled into the Himalayas and um, met Vyas there. Not something you could uh, verify empirically, and uh, and and then he recited to Vyas his understanding of what is the implications of the Vedanta Sutra, the sutras of, of Vyas, and and got uh, uh, Vyas. I say, yeah, he got Vyasa's confirmation. Yes, that that's right. And so then he came back to the world of mortals, and, and began his to, to discourse on and disseminate his Dvaitavad uh, philosophy, a bona fide Vaishnava uh, perspective that nonetheless is different than our Vaishnava perspective. So there are different uh, perspectives and uh, it could be compared to the, the way in which when we look at a jewel then uh, it will show itself differently to different persons depending upon your eye. For the ordinary eye, it may appear as one thing. To a trained eye, it may appear as something else. And the more you turn it, the more you find in it, something like that. So um, there are different uh, perspectives. And and then, uh, uh, I want to say, theory and philosophy and theology that supports them, the perspectives themselves, are experiential ones. They are bhava that is supported then by uh, by, by theology, by by siddhanta, and so forth. So hmm. so as there are different bhavas, there can be different siddhantas. So there's a siddhanta that supports the bhava of Vaikuntha, for example, and there's a siddhanta that supports the, the bhava of Gulok and the Babas of Gulok and, and so on. So, th- this, of course, we can take this generous position as Gaudiya Vaishnavas and be very inclusive because we are fortunate to be associated with the Siddhanta that uh, that establishes, as this chapter is, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the source of, of all forms of divinity, a point that Brahma wasn't apparently fully aware of. At the time of his initiation, and he grew in theoretical and practical knowledge of in due course and this Leland in particular is where he really got that point and it really fueled then his capacity to pursue um, the implication the the, the 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 ecstatic implications of that point of uh sedant or uh, uh, what would be another word for siddhānta? Uh, uh, hmm? Spiritual, theoretical conclusions. Conclusion. Hmm. So, uh, we honor, anyway, the, the, the faithful perspective of the madhvas that madhva talked to Vyās and, uh, and and so forth. Sometimes, uh, some of the madhvas, they, they question um, our connection to we honor it by way of saying we are members of the Brahma, Madhva, Gaudiya, Sampradaya, because we see Madhavendra Puri, for example, as in at least one of the Advaitins influenced by Bhakti. Of the four moths of the Advaitins of Shankar, one is influenced by Bhakti, perhaps the Puri moth, where they're all in charge still today, those Advaitins of the service of Jagannath. And out of that, hmm, the influence of Bhakti, which is factored into the Advaitin perspective hmm, by some in that math as a way to make the pr- accelerate or hmm, uh, make the pursuit of the ideal more um, easily, attainable, and uh, in the context of thinking along those lines and finding a place uh, for for bhakti, some of them have become bhaktas. Hmm? The famous Sridhar Swami, whose commentary on the Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, very much honored in all of our Goswamis, follow that commentary. He was, at one time, the head of the moth in Jagannath Puri, of the Advaitins. So some people say, this this Sridhar Swami, he's an Advaitin. You guys say he's a he's a Vaishnav, but the history shows and they can trace it. Sridhar Swami was the head of the moth at this this time. So that's a fact, hmm? but it doesn't uh, take into consideration his commentary on the Bhagavatam that expresses how he felt and how he, he departed from that position, and this is the position that Jīva Goswami takes, hmm? and in effect became a Vaishnava. Hmm? Hmm? I mean, you got studies commentary, of course, and again, all of our commentators follow that commentary, so it really is, uh, by and large, or to, to a large extent, a Vaishnava commentary that, as Jīva Goswami says here and there, throws out some kind of Advaitin points as bait to bait the Advaitins bring them in that uh, direction. Indeed, the Bhāgavatam itself does that. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, Somebody told me the other day, what do you people know about the Bhāgavatam? The Bhāgavatam says um, that the goal of this book is kaivalyam. It's a famous word embraced by the Advaitins to uh, uh, mean uh, merging with the Absolute. Hmm. Kaivalyam, oneness. Yeah, it does say that, but it says a few other things, too, over and over and over again, that you have to take into consideration and then understand that one line in relation to that and so forth. And Kaivalyam can also mean love, as Jiva Goswami has translated, and so on and so forth. So, um, I said the other night that that, uh, with regard to the Gita, I was telling someone that... uh, when I was younger, a student of the Gita, I used to be a little irritated by commentaries on the Gita that were other than Gaudiya, that were like a political commentary, like a Gandhian Gita, for example, or a socio-social sociological perspective that was being presented based on the Gita, or a, a psychological perspective, or a different uh, even spiritual perspective. Uh, uh, tradition and so forth, but over time I came to appreciate the, them all in 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 the sense that the Gita lends itself to all such explanations aren't necessarily false, but of course there's more to it than that hmm? from the Gaudiya perspective. So, um, so at any rate, we honor, as I say, the faith of the Madhvas, but some of them are not so generous with us in doubt or. We are a bona fide lineage, and so that we're connected with the Madhvas. I say, well, what this connection of Madhavendra Puri? He's not listed in our list of acharyas who are all tirthas by name. This is Sanyas' name, Ananda Tirtha. This Tirtha, that Tirtha, in the Madhva Sampradaya. Hmm? He's a Puri. That would have come from probably the month of Shankar and so forth and so on, and he's not in our list of Acharyas. So we don't. So what's your connection to the Madhvas? And if you don't have a connection to the Madhvas, what's your connection at all to the four Sampradayas? Because Brahma-Madhva, of course, Brahma-Madhva, again, that's an article of faith. But Brahma-Krishna or Krishna-Brahma, that's not an article of faith, right? That Krishna spoke the chatur shloka of the Bhagavatam to Brahma, Enlightened at the dawn of creation and imparted to him our Diksha mantra, the Gopal mantra, 18 hmm? syllable Gopal mantra, the principal Krishna mantra. This is, of course, recorded in the Shruti, in, in, in Gopal Tapani Upanishad, in Bhagavatam, we find it in Brahma Sanghita, uh, so on and so forth throughout the scripture. That Krishna. Was the Guru of Brahma? He gave the mantra to Brahma, and hmm, that's our mantra. It's like not the main mantra of the Madvas. And so we just said, "Are you sure Brahma uh, Madhva got that right?" He uh, didn't get the mantra. So maybe you're not. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll accept that you are. But to say that we're not, we we, we have a few points uh, to make um, here. And and of course, um, we bring out. From the mantra, hmm? um, uh, our, our chaitanya sampradaya, if we want to refer to it that, so much that's there, embedded, for example, in the bhagavatam, that that has not come out until the uh, uh, till that same Krishna appeared hmm? as chaitanya mahaprabhu. Do you want to question that chaitanya mahaprabhu was Krishna? Come, let's discuss it. This is the this is the this is the invitation of Krishna Das Kaviraj. Come, hmm, let's talk about it. Hmm? Let's. Uh, uh, you think it's a controversial point? Don't shy away from it. We we, we let, let us discuss. We have a wealth of um, response to any doubt. that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is 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 Krishna himself, and of course, it ultimately comes back to. Understanding, as I often say, the psychology of Krishna Himself. Hmm. If He's Rasaraj, then there has to be Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There has to be, because as Rasaraj, who means who has an appetite, the, the, the imperial appetite for Rasa, hmm, um, it's very clear in the very center of the apex, the zenith, the climax of the Bhagavatam, that His taste for Rasa does not extend as far as that which is tasted by the Gopikas and Radha. Problem because that brings his status as Rasaraj into question. But at the same time, we can't make Radha God. That won't work either. Hmm? Krishna's thinking everyone worships me I'm God, but actually there's something about her that attracts me and puts me in a worshipable posi- uh, temperament disposition in relation to her. Mm? Ami, Ami, Shisha, Guru Nata. You think I'm a good dancer? She's my guru in the field of dancing. She makes Brahman not only move, which is incredible because Brahman is everywhere, so how can it move? But Bhakti Devi makes Brahman move and in the form of Krishna, he's dancing, hmm? dancing, and trying to catch up with her experience that of rasa that exceeds his own and brings him into some type of existential adolescent uh, crisis. Hmm? Of course, he's thoughtful, as I've explained, and, and, and uh, intelligent, Young man, so he figures it out that it's that what makes her attractive to me is something in me that she alone experiences and is preoccupied with is completely centered on it makes her what she is, so it is in me i am I am god but but there's something about me that that, that, that I can only access. Uh, can only be accessed from her vantage point. But, if I am Rasaraj, then I have to go there somehow. I have to taste that, or I can't rightfully be, uh, um, uh, be referred to by that epithet. And so, I have to taste that which it is in me that makes her the way, the way she is. And, so, and this is, of course, the birth of chaitanya Because what will come out of that there has to, in what you understand, that has to happen. This is the point. Hmm? If you understand Krishna, this he has to do something about that. And he's quite capable. He's quite a resourceful fellow. Hmm? So what it will mean is that he has to step into her shoes. Now, that can't be done exactly in the brudge. There needs to be a new setting. But it can't be an entirely different setting because the setting is is really fueled by the bhava. That's what it's all about. Everything else is just uh, you know, props and, and so forth. But it's it's being driven by the bhava. So it has to have the same bhava, but the props ha- and setting has to be different. So Navadvip and the land of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and and Braj they're one and the same. Krishna and Gore one and the same. Mm-hmm. If Krishna is going to appear in a Leela to taste Radha Bhav. that can't be any other avatar. Hmm. If you might say, well, okay, we accept Caitanya Mahaprabhu as some type of incarnation, I think it's mentioned in the Bayu or something, All right? So maybe. But Krishna? Yes, because Krishna's one quality, among others, that no one else has among four, is that he's surrounded by Prema madhurya It's not like Varaha wants to taste Prema madhurya hmm? or Nisringa. Hmm? Aram hm uh, this is this is a quality that's relative only to Krishna hm, and as gore krishna is is seeking that from Radha's perspective and so so I mean anyway, just we've gone over this many times and that's an important point but um but we've got Krishna who spoke to Brahma hmm? In our sampradaya, and he generously says, "It's the Brahma Madva. So it's really an honor <laughs> to the Madhva Sampradaya to be uh, tied to us. They should see it in that uh, in that in, in that light. And then, if they do, they don't have to dismiss these three important chapters of the Srimad Bhagavatam, hmm, which Madhva, in his very, very brief commentary on the, the Bhagavatam, said nothing about which led some of his followers to conclude, those chapters are an interpolation, they're not part of the original Bhagavatam. Hmm? Now, because he didn't say anything on it, that's not a real evidence that it's an interpolation. Uh, so, it's, that's a bit of a stretch. And, of course, Sridhar Swami, the ancient commentator, uh, he uh, wrote an extensive commentary on those chapters, so he accepted it. And it also, while explaining the bewilderment of Brahma, which Sridhar Maharaj reasoned, maybe that's why they don't they want to dismiss it, because Brahma is the founder of their Sampradaya and he's bewildered. How can the founding Acharya be be bewildered? Hmm? Problem. The guru is bewildered. Hmm? And Vimohana, very bewildered, is the idea. Hmm? But uh, the problem (laughs) is uh, resolved by the Gaudi explanation of these these chapters. Uh, It's an instance in which Krishna is using the Brahma to teach us a very uh, important uh, point, if you will. Hmm? And after all, Brahma is his, his student, hmm? right? So, uh, the Brahma Vimohan Leela, and we are in the 14th chat, which is the end of it, where Brahma is now reflecting, trying to reflect on what he just experienced. He just experienced that Krishna with his friends and calves. Um, looked similar to the person he met at the dawn of creation, but a little different at the same time. At the dawn of creation, he had the jnana mudra and he was giving knowledge like an Upanishadic teacher and guru. And here he's got rice and yogurt and fruit in his left hand and and, uh, he's herding cows and wandering in the forest and... Uh, seems like a bewildered child in the forest, playing, making up sports and and uh, games with his with his friends and and so forth. Is this an impostor of my guru? Hmm? Who is this guy? And the devas are glorifying him. Wait a minute. Four-headed Brahma has to weigh in on this. That the that the whole universe might not accept a bogus guru. <laughs> praise a person unworthy of such. So he comes in and then he, so he wants to, could be, might not, kind of strange. If It's my guru, he's like acting a little weird. (laughs) Uh, It's outside of the vidi, the norm of the the Vedic uh, rules. These people, you know, these village coward people, they're not really like, they're kind of like, little bit un, 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 uncivilized, um, um, not the sector from which, so socially speaking, one ex- would expect the guru would come from. Valdivadjabhusan hmm? makes a point in his tika on the lagu, uh, Bhagavatamrita of Rupa Goswami that don't think that because he's a cowherd boy, that means he's somehow lesser or Unqualified as you you might not normally think that from uneducated village child you're going to find a sad guru that's not typically where they where they hail from hmm? they come oh in the great lineages they come from. They do the chart of the boy. He's come from a Brahmin family, and he's got all the stars and in, in place, and he will be a great teacher and so forth. They don't go to the Coward Village and look for the next Buddha, hmm? right? Usually, well, <laughs> Buddhists are a little different. Maybe they do. But uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, but Baldev well, says, don't think like that because hmm? the, the Vedas are personified as the cows he said. Hmm? Cows are the, are, are the Vedic mantras are personified as cows. He goes on and on about it. A nice verse from the Go, Go, Ghost, Ghost Tutti. Hmm? Prayers and praise of the cows. Uh, it's, uh, so, he says, it's a, it's a special, special position, actually. Um, so, but, ostensibly, it appears um, otherwise. Hmm? It's an example of which... I, one has to, you know, baldly have dug pretty deeply to find that, hmm? and then give support to the idea that this community, on its face, would be the last place you might look for spiritual guidance amongst uneducated village people. Hmm? But look again. Hmm? So, uh, so uh, seeing uh, Krishna, Brahma's wondering, and what's the story, and so he expresses his own power and steals the calves and the coward boys see what will happen. And of course, Krishna does something uh, very wonderful and shows him in the midst of his Madhurya, his Aishwarya, and he gets educated, right? So uh, what Brahma has done then is without knowing what to say, having seen this, now he's he's come back. And he sees Krishna standing there just as before when he stole the cows and calves, and and uh, and he's seen an extraordinary display of, aishwarya because Krishna has has shown himself to be the source of of innumerable Narayans who are the source of innumerable universes, and so his foreheads are really uh, spinning, and and um, so he he. he he speaks the first verse that we spoke this morning, which is just basically a glorification of the form that he sees before him, and a and a and a feeling kind of appeal to, as much as say, "I love you" in this form. Now, see how far he's come from questioning, hmm, "Who is this Krishna?" to to now feeling, "This is this is this this is the supreme." I understand this is the the, the fountainhead of all divinity. And appearing like this in such a charming way, and I want to attain this, as as as, as uh, like like these boys, and be the, the the friend of him, as audacious as that may sound, and 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 in spite of the fact that I've misbehaved here, hmm? I'm out of I'm out of place here, hmm? uh, and in his, in the second verse, which we go to um, tonight, um, he uh, starts to. Um, expressed this. He, he he says that, well, I'll read English and then we'll just bring it out a little. He says, oh, my dear uh, sir, <laughs> he gets a little bit uh, reverential, thinking, I've said all these things about you. Oh, you yeah, have your beautiful form and dress and you look so charming holding the yogurt in your hand and with your flute and your feet are so soft and tender. And That's all he said, you know. Like, what are you talking about, Brahma? This is just, and Krishna's looking. I'm like, I'm just a kid in the forest. You're Brahma. I thought you knew about the all the Vedas and everything. And you're what? What are you really? You know what are you? What are you talking about? So, he's uh, <laughs> this way mentally, kind of encouraging Brahma to support what he said for our sake. Hmm? Support what he feel that the feelings of rag uh, attachment to this child that. Uh, you would think well, it's, it's not appropriate. It Seems like ordinary attachment for, 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 for an ordinary person, which is, you know, the very kind of uh, the the baseline of you got to give up attachments to friends and family and ordinary people because they won't last forever. They're illusory, and detachment is important. And here you're attached to this boy, and it's kind of embarrassing, Brahma, your position. Um, so, but he's saying it with feeling and it it's it's it, but but it it um, these feelings the point is that all these people of Praj have there's a lot of philosophical support for them it needs to be understood that that leela can be understood theoretically and then be seen as a desirable place to enter mm. as the perfection of our. Transcendental pursuit. So he says, oh, Sir, um, neither I nor anyone else can estimate the potency of this transcendental body of yours, which has shown mercy to me and which appears just to fulfill the desires of your devotees. Although my mind is completely withdrawn from material affairs, I cannot understand your personal form. How then could I possibly understand the happiness? experience within yourself. So what's happening here is that that Brahma has said a nice prayer glorifying Krishna. This is obviously a little bit more philosophical. So as I say, he's thinking, I better give some philosophical support from this, this, what I've said, because how does this look? It looks just the opposite of what I've said. In other words, I'm the four-headed Brahma, right? I know the Vedas, inside out and backwards. I give them to the world. Hmm? Uh, my other name is Vidhi I know all the rules I follow the Smriti very uh, perfectly uh, and, and so forth I'm the father of the universe hmm? I'm the as I said this morning the Samasti Jiva I'm the conglomerate of all the Jivas as they move from within Mahavishnu from homogeneity to heterogeneity hmm? and individuality based on karma as this occurs with the with the the breathing of the Vishnu then and the world start, cycle starts again, then our individuality based on karma, superficial individuality, starts to manifest. But the first stage of that manifestation is that it it takes a the Hiran Maya it, it, it uh, Hiranyagarbha it, it takes one of the forms there's different forms of Brahma, about three of them of Brahma, the samasti Jiva. He's the conglomerate of all the Jivas. And then from there, from him, the world creates a a locus for them to continue with their uh, karmic uh, um, repercussions and and so forth. And in a broader sense, to have an opportunity to try again. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. It means the world, from a broader sense, is for the purpose of giving the Tathasta the chance to um, meet uh, one's maker. Hmm? Hmm. And of course, with regard to Godi a very special chance is, is, is thrown in there as well. Hmm? Meet the maker of your maker. Hmm? right? Uh, not just Vishnu, not Narayan, but the Bhagavan Krishna himself. Hmm? So, Brahma's thinking that this is my position, I'm the oldest, I'm the father of the universe, Uh, I'm the Vedic wisdom uh, personified, Um, I, I, I know the proper way of conduct, and by contrast, this person I'm glorifying and praying to is just a kid, just a boy. Wandering around in the forest with a handful of yogurt and rice doesn't know where to go, it seems, you know, making up games and talking to frogs and birds and uh, and monkeys and climbing in the trees and imitating them and um and and and, 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 and so forth. Uh, he seems just the opposite, a bewildered conditioned jiva under the influence of the Material nature that I have some some measure of control over, as its manager, and he should be praying to me. That's how it looks. So how bizarre is it that I'm making this prayer in praise of his body, and he's looking at me like I get the impression he's not saying anything. As we explain why Krishna doesn't speak, but he's looking at Krishna at Brahma, and Brahma's thinking it's as if he's saying, "What are you crazy?" you're brahma i've heard about you you're brahma you know i'm just a coward you're brahma you're the you know the vedic teacher and everything and you i should be don't you think praising you so brahma has to give some support to what he has said and in the context of doing that he begins to acknowledge that there's a big um Problem here, and in spite of the fact that I'm Brahma and, and all, fine, I made a mistake. It's possible. Hmm? It's possible. Hmm? I've made an error. I've actually made an offense that I can. Having seen what I've seen, I understand that I've made an offense. Hmm? And this is kind of the, the first instance in which he begins to petition for a. a, a um, Um, or uh, to express his um, regrets hmm, for having done um, what he did. He's understanding the implication of it. Um, He'll go on from here, of course, and glorify bhakti, in no uncertain terms, terms deprecate jnana, and other ways that that are employed to arrive at full knowing that are insufficient, and so forth. hmm. And uh and then he will in detail explain how how Krishna is not Narayan, but Narayan is Krishna, which is a very brudge understanding. He comes to this very brudge understanding. Narayan is Krishna. But Krishna is not Narayan. <laughs> Are you not Narayan? You're not Narayan, he says. Yeah, yeah. That's further along in the in the prayers. The point being that... that this is the this is very central to the bruj understanding because when Krishna was, was uh, given uh, the uh, um, uh, participated with Ram in the name giving ceremony, overseen by and um, um, presided over I should say by Gargacharja, Gargamuni, uh, Garga said that that is the way the bruj people interpreted it that Krishna, Narayan will do wonderful things through Krishna. So, uh, uh, they, they think that uh, if you want to think that Narayan is a form of Krishna, that's okay. But Krishna's not Narayan, that's for sure. <laughs> that's the thinking in Braj. Krishna's not Narayan. Narayan may do some things through him, but he's, he's certainly not Narayan, and he's certainly not that's that's for sure he's not krishna maybe narayan but narayan is not krishna do hmm? you understand hmm. when the gopis in in the vasant rasa in the springtime of Jaidev's gita govinda uh, were seeking krishna after he disappeared with radha from the rasa dance then uh, krishna appeared before the gopis, as Narayan. is it to say, here I am. And what did they say? They paid their respects to Narayan, and they said, can you tell us where Krishna is? Sir, you must know. You are the all-knowing Narayan. Thank you for appearing here. We are religious girls. It's appropriate that you would appear, and we have a desire. And then, where the hell is Krishna? <laughs> That's what we want to know. And of course, when Krishna then Uh, separated from Radha and then appeared before Radha. He tried to appear before Radha at that time as Narayan to see how she would react, but he he couldn't manifest four arms. He couldn't manifest them, which is a point that's brought out here. We'll get to that. The form of Krishna hmm, is the desire, the love of his devotees. So her love for him is, is in a particular way that he can only manifest in that uh, in a form suitable that corresponds with that love and it's not forehanded that's for sure mm-hmm. so so um so uh, what Brahma says here is that i can't understand your form and it's impossible to understand uh, the implication here is by by other means by by um what does he say he says by um hmm, Atmasukha Bhootay, if you become, this is one understanding of the this this, this term. If you become Atmasukha, hmm? if you know the happiness of the self, hmm? the happiness of the self, the joy of the self, hmm? unto itself, it, it seems like a big accomplishment, right? Self-realization. There's a, there's a society called the Self-Realization Fellowship. Let's get together for self-realization. This is something that could be accomplished, Sanatana Goswami admits, without bhakti. And therefore he says, so what you, So good is it? In other words, his point is this, that if you want to be a Socrates hmm, and understand the self and even experience the self, the bliss of the self, Atmaram, still you have not experienced. You have Atmananda, but not Brahmananda. Atmananda means that you are in the penultimate state before mukti in the Gyan the path of knowledge, the goal of which is, in a broader sense, to to attain Brahman, to merge with Brahman, right? That you cannot do without some grace from that side. In other words, by any effort from this side, which is all counterfeit currency, it has no purchasing power on this side for real estate in a world where there's no no death. Hmm? Anything from this side, which is all of which is here today and gone tomorrow, by its very nature, has no power to purchase something that lives forever, that, ha- that is beyond time and space. Something within the confines of time and space that arises out of those limitations cannot produce something that is not bound by time and space that doesn't arise from within it but is, is beyond it. Very simple kind of logic, um, if you will. So that means, basically, that in order to attain transcendent realization of the Absolute in any degree, some grace from that side has to come to this side. Hmm? And the form in which that comes, we, we call that bhakti. Bhakti is constituted of Krishna's swarup-shakti. It's the essence of his swarup-shakti, his internal potency. Hmm? And and for the jnanis who want to merge with Brahman, which is kind of a lifeless uh, form of transcendence, where there's nobody and nothing going on, hmm? but it's peaceful. <laughs> it's peaceful. <laughs> uh, then uh, they their path is governed by the sattva so bhakti, if they don't offend bhakti, generously empowers the sattva-guna to do something that it couldn't do on its own. Hmm? We call it sattviki-bhakti, and with the help of that sattviki-bhakti, they can attain that That. That. We call it Videha Mukti, the ultimate Mukti. But without Bhakti they could go as far as they couldn't attain the, the Ananda of knowing Brahman, but they could know the Self. Now the Self is transcendental, but it's also embodied. Hmm? So you could have Atmananda, but without Bhakti you can't get Brahmananda. And if you can't get Brahmananda, does anybody celebrate coming into second place? <laughs> In other words, we almost won. Okay, well that, that's good. Then thank you. And we move on to the to the to the ones who won. <laughs> uh, what was it like to almost win? <laughs> what do you think? You were almost there, you were just at the one yard, yard line. What was it like? What was going through you? They never have those interviews, right? <laughs> So, so Sanatana says, Yeah, we, we, uh, okay, you want to push on the point that Gyan has power uh, to give transcendental experience of some variety? Oh, if you want to go that far, okay, so we, all right, stop, stop. We'll give you this. You can attain self realization without bhakti, but so what? Hmm? It's nothing. Hmm? You haven't transcended. Uh, and entered into 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 a world from which there's no return. Hmm? You haven't gone there, which is the goal. Hmm? So, problem. So, um, he says here, uh Sukana uh, Bhute, even those who are absorbed in the Self, and they know the Self, which he's saying, relatively speaking, it's a big thing. Of course, then when you look at the bigger, bigger picture, Sanatana is saying it's it's a small thing. It's it's nothing. But it's thought to be... mm, I mean, people are ready to, like, freeze for it. You understand? To live in the Himalayas, submerge in the Ganges up to your neck in February... Not February. In, uh, uh, like, January. (laughs) In the Himalayas. To say, cold, it's only... A mental state. That's hmm. not. It's. It's nothing more than that. I believe this. I believe it. Okay. I'm going to go stand in the cold. This is my practice, not real user friendly, hmm? but to realize the self. They're willing to do such. To go to such extremes. Hmm? So Brahma's saying, even you go to such extremes, that you are absolutely nowhere, in terms of being able to understand. The form that I am seeing mm-hmm. before me, hmm? Hmm. and by any other method also, it's not possible. It's not even possible by some forms of bhakti hmm? to 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 see what 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 I've seen, and what have I seen? Hmm? I've seen, he says, Mayasya, It is. Hmm? It's It may appear like an ordinary material body. It may look like I'm the big Brahma. You're just some bewildered coward. But it's not a material body at all. It's an aprakrita body. It looks like it, but it's very different. Krishna is human-like. You have to understand the implication of both words put together into a new compound. Human and like, both are like really important. He's human and he's like. Human means Madhurya, like means Aishvarya. Hmm? His Madhurya sweetness appearing on the backdrop, the background of Aishvarya, which makes it sweet. And Brahma has seen both now. He's seen this enormous background of majesty. Krishna has shown himself to be the source of all innumerable Narayans emanating from him. And then it all disappeared, and then there's just Krishna standing there, holding this fruit and yogurt and looking for his calves as it all began when Brahma came into the scene. And again, his heads are going round and round and round and round, and he's trying to like slow down, and, and, and he, he's got this feeling that's come from it but he's trying to make sense out of it and, and, and help us understand it. So he says, your body may look like material, but it's not. What is it? It's Svechamayi. It is arising out of the desire of your uh, devotees. Hmm? We have to go further on this point, but he says here also what? Maranubgrasya he said you your form is so extraordinary that in your person that although i have offended you madanugrahasya you have shown me uh, mercy now also invoking this term madanugrahasya shown me mercy it also implies here that the form that brahma is seeing cannot be seen understood and experienced with out Mercy, without Kripa. Now, what do we mean by that? Hmm? That means hmm, other forms of God, like the form of Narayan, for example, can be experienced through Vaidhi Bhakti. Vaidhi Bhakti means that bhakti that is uh, driven by scriptural do's and don'ts, and that's the driving and motivating force. It gives rise to a dutiful and reverential form of love, a very glorious thing. But it's possible, although only Bhakti gives Bhakti, which is an important point. Nothing can give Bhakti because it would make that greater than Bhakti. Only Bhakti, independent as she is, gives herself to whom she chooses. Hmm? Therefore, pious work that could make you, as we explained this morning, a Brahma, can't qualify you in itself for Bhakti, but it is possible, Jiva Goswami admits, at the end of Sri Rupa's section in, in Raga Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu on rag Bhakti, Raghunuga Sadhana, that it is possible that by being a pious person within the varna Ashram, where there is some bhakti in there, in as much as Varnashram consists of worshipping all the gods and goddesses in order to cover your bases and, and get what you need and so forth. Hmm? Um, within that, Vishnu is also one of the gods. He's not singled out as he should be, hmm? and, but um, yeah, he may also be worshipped. And if you worship Vishnu, Say his mantra, then a little bit of bhakti is there. <laughs> uh, so it's possible in that sense, kind of, that through material piety in Varnarashrami you could come to bhakti, but, he said, only that would be vaidhi bhakti hmm? rule-based bhakti that can give you hmm, uh, association with the form of Bhagavan and majesty reverential love, dutiful love, and so forth. But he says, as far as this Rag Bhakti that has just been described, the object of love of which is, is Nandan Krishna, Gopal Krishna, the coward boy, hmm? Surrounded as he is by ragatmikas, whose 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 rag is is inborn within their Atma. They don't need Bhakti Sangskar they have inherent bhakti. <laughs> they have inherent bhakti hmm? within them. Hmm? And of course, by their association, through Guru Parampara, those kind of samskars that they have inherently, they become our, they're acquired by us and constitute the seed of the bhava, the ranzi, that we will attain and, uh, and thereby uh, enter uh, Krishna Leela and associate accordingly, according to that, that seed that then develops as Sakyarati or Madhuryarati, uh, as may be the case. Hmm. So, he, the, the the term he's using here, madanugrahasi, he said, You've been merciful to me. In one sense, he's saying, You know, in spite of the fact I offended you, you've been merciful, you've shown me this form, but he's also teaching us that this form can only be understood by the by a special kind of mercy of Krishna that comes through those who love him the way the people in Braj do and circulate that kind of blessing and grace through Guru Parampara, like the Gaudi Vaishnava Guru Parampara. Gaudi Vaishnava Guru Parampara Kija. Hmm, right? This is the channel. Hmm? So, So he's making the point, he's teaching us here. This is this is the this deity is the deity of of Raghmarg, and the way to go there is by following. It's Anuga, rag Anuga, to follow the rag of of those associates, whose very love, if you will, is the cause of this form. What is, where does this form come from? What is it about? What? But it's it's all arising out of the love of his devotees. Hmm? In other words. Love of Krishna and Krishna are one and different at the same time. You can't have Krishna to love without love of Krishna. Hmm? You can't have a teacher without a student. You can't have a student without a teacher. So this is the Beda-Beda equation, that love of Krishna and Krishna are one and and different. Hmm? So what does he say here? He says that that what happened here... Implications. What happened here is, I came here, I saw you, I had some misconceptions, hmm? and you, uh, uh, I stole the calves and the coward boys, and I, I came back, and what did I see when I came back? I saw you, and from you, I saw innumerable Narayans, hmm? right? Hmm. I, this is what I saw. And 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 in 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 seeing that, hmm, through through that display, you have shown uh grace to me, you've taught me what is your your what is your position, hm, as the fountainhead of all uh uh divinity and and so n- n- now uh uh it should be clear that what I'm saying about you is 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 accurate? You've taught me in this way through this, through this display of of majesty that you are the fountainhead of all divinity, even though you look um, uh, otherwise. And you've shown uh, uh, grace to me, and I understand that so. He's your form is the love of these friends that you're surrounded by. Hmm? So, again, in the first verse, he's glorifying the Vishayalambana of the seed of his rati hmm, that is, is 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 now manifesting and causing his rati to develop hmm, hmm, and take shape. He's got a locus for that rati in the form of Krishna. Now the other side of it is that you need the Vishayalambana and you need the Lambana. So you need the object of love and you need the people who are the embodiments of that love. In this case, Sakirati is the subject, and the ashraya lambana is Krishna's friends. Who he's saying is, your form cannot be understood except by your grace, and having gotten your grace, I understand it. Your form is properly understood, the very hearts of these coward boys. The hearts, their feeling, their love—that's hmm? what your your form is. It corresponds with that. This is a very nice way to to explain his uh, justification, give a justification for his seemingly uh, bizarre glorification on the part of Brahma, as I said, of this cowherd uh, boy. So he has a deep understanding, as ex- as expressed here. He is a de- has acquired a deep deep uh, realization and he's starting now to talk about bhakti hmm? and so he will go on with this and glorify uh, uh, bhakti by which of course he will endear himself that much more and we'll learn something about bhakti so it's getting a little dark I'll stop there devi ki jai Shri Brahmaji ki jai gopal krishna ki jai bhagavatam ki jai bhur bhaktavrinda ki jai Go, Premanandi. Right.
1: <laughs> Any, question?
0: Any question? Yes, Atmananda. Um. Atmananda. What do we do about that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> how the mar said that uh, mother yashoda krishna came did the Boma leela for mother yashoda so she could experience you know uh-huh. loving krishna as a baby and all things so is the same true for Subal and and the boys in one in one sense it's true because in other words, what you're saying is, I think it's an Vrindavan Champu, it's a, um, who's the author? Um, Kavikarnapur Kavi Karnapur says, the reason for Krishna's manifest lila is to give Mother Soda the opportunity to actually give birth to Krishna, because what is the meaning of motherhood if you never even give birth to your son, which doesn't happen in the in the unmanifest lila. So it's a way of actually glorifying the fullness of the Prakat lila, the Boma lila, manifest lila and a way of saying that that is the full leela, and the Goloka leela is a manifestation of it. It's a kind of a backwards perspective that uh, is uh, embraced by the Gaudiya. So it's said that the sadikas, they want to attain Goloka, and everybody in Goloka wants to come to the Boma lila, hmm, where the lila is performed on location, so it has special, no need of artificial, Effects and so forth, but it's human. It's in the human society, the land of love, and and um, and uh, where people people blink and things like that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, love is a fallen condition after all. So, uh, it's a pathetic uh, condition. So, you don't have the same type of. Pathos in, uh, in, in, in the heavens, it's in, in earth. It's... So, anyway, uh, um, um, so he, he, he comes to earth and he actually takes birth as Yashoda's son and so forth. But you're asking does the apply to the cowherds? And it, in one sense, it does because the Kumar Leela of Krishna, which is his childhood Leela, that is so um, central to Vatsalyabhav. Hmm? Of Jashoda, Nanda Maharaj. That Leela and the Poganda Leela, the boyhood Leela, that is central to Sakirati, hmm? both of these Leelas are only expressed and manifest in one place, and that is in Braj, in the Prakat Leela. They're not in Dwarka, they're not in Matura, the they're not in Goloka, where you have Krishna's Nitya Kishore. He always appears as a Kishore there. Hmm? So here he actually, his childhood is fully played out, and his boyhood, after you to answer your question, is fully played out. Only here. So it's more full. Try to go there. Yeah, please uh, bring the prashad and we can. Anything else? Maha prashad kijai. ki kijai. Govind premanam oh.